in the illa path. The villa houses for the crew, how we do. Trees for breakfast, dime sexes have been stretches. So many years of depression make me vision the better living. Type of place to raise kids in. Opening eyes to the lies, history's told foul. But I'm as wise as the old owl, plus the gold child. Seeing things like I was controlling, click rolling. Tricking six digits on kicks and still holding. Trips to Paris, I civilize every savage. Give me one shot, I turn tripe life to lavish. Political prisoner, set free, stress free. No work release, purple and threes and jet skis. Feel the wind breeze in West Indies. I think Coretta Scott King, mayor the cities and reverse things to willies. It sound foul, but every girl I meet to go downtown. I don't open every cell in Attica, send them to Africa. Imagine that. Making moves in Atlanta back and forth scrambler Cause you can have all the chips Be poor or rich Still nobody want a nigga have a shit If I rule the world and everything in it Sky's the limit I push the Q45 infinite It wouldn't be no such thing as jealousies or be felony Strictly living longevity to the destiny I thought I'd never see but reality struck Better find out before your time's out What the fuck If I rule the world Imagine that I free all
All right, that was the Mars Volta. Before that, the Eruptors and Kulo Aboka, uh, both some some great punk rock. Uh, Mars Volta, and uh, there's another one that's the same guys. The yeah, they uh, were at the drive-in. At the drive-in. Uh, I think they might have been in something else as well. All great bands for I sure. Mars Volta was pretty out there. Yeah, I really dig that. Uh, it's kind of like taking the dead or fish or something and jamming them together with like more progressive stuff like Rush or, you know, Dream Theater. Yeah, no, like they, <coughs> they're very psychedelic, but also very, uh, you know, yeah. very musically conscious, like very, uh, you know, a lot of odd times. They change. Yeah. Like guys. Great band. I love the Mars Volta. Uh, I think they recently split up, unfortunately, so there will be no more Mars Volta. Ah. Because at the drive-in took over. No, at the drive-in was even before that. Uh, no, the names last longer. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about that? Hey, Maybe? the drive-in didn't no. last. Uh, there's Mel's drive-in, but they don't have any movies. Um, what are you talking about? Why when I went to the drive-in. Drive that's what it's called, actually. Mel's, that diner was uh, Mel's yeah, drive-in. Yeah, it's not a drive-in. That's I what I said. You know, I used to go to the drive-in when I was a kid with my dad. And, uh, you know, it was in uh, a town on Long Island. Sonics is a drive-in. Sonics is a drive-in. Sonic is a drive-in. Drive it's a drive-up, actually. That's a, yeah. They call it a drive-in. Drive is drive-in theaters different than a drive-in? Are, yep. are they different things? Yeah. Checkers is a drive through. Yeah, drive-in movie wow. theater was like you go and watch a huge movie screen. You sit but in your car. But was the Mel's? Was that the no. diner? I don't, I don't know if Mel's was ever a diner. No, there well, was a di there were diners there. People hung out. The yeah, fucking, I thought they were fucking drive-ins. Drive-in. I don't know at if that's before. Drive like, I think that's when TVs were really expensive. And people just didn't own TVs. Like, then. Yeah. Yeah, no, well, yeah. you know, actually, I mean, I am I think not, it was a thing, though. I think going to the movies in your car was a thing. Yeah, the drive-in drive was very yeah. popular. It was a dating scene. Everyone was like, you go to the drive-in with your Blue lights burgers. Um, yeah. yeah, but the drive-in was pretty pimp. You watch the, mu yeah, what's the, watch the movie from your car ah. and listen to the movie on the radio in your car. Yeah. The radio is just a, a broadcasting system. Or you could have that. They, they it was have really a box. gateway Sometimes to sex. Sometimes they have a sex. box, though. It was really they a gateway. They have a box you can sit on the car with the, to with the sex. music on it. The drive-in was the ultimate hookup date in, like, the 50s and 60s, I think. Well, like, what do you have now? What are you going to do now? Uh, Well, you know, the beauty of the drive-in was that you were in your own car, so you had some privacy. Yeah. Whereas in the movie theater, you're surrounded by people. Yeah. Yeah. Ice Q uh Q tip got killed in Poetic Justice in the back of uh in a drive thing. Yeah. Was that it was at the drive Poetic Justice was nineties? Yeah. Drive through the 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 no. Uh no, no, the movie came out in the nineties. I don't know if it was if it was about the nineties. That's just in a parking lot. It had Tupac <laughs> and uh John Jackson in it. Don't you guys remember that fucking Poetic Justice? Yeah, I remember Poetic killed. Justice. Killed in the drive-thru. I have to re-up on... At the beginning, they were in the drive-thru movie theater. She was with fucking Q-Tip, and they was kissing and shit. I don't know Q-Tip. I know Tupac, of course. Q-Tip, Tribe Called Quest. Okay, I know Tribe Called Quest. He but is like, that's a, the that's abstract. A, that's a, you know, 
It's the same as classical He's music. He's the abstract. He is the abstract. Tribe Called Quest. Tribe Called Quest. That's Q-tip's our background music. Q-Tip's probably the best. He's probably the, the best one. Music. He's well, oh, he, no, no, if no, he's no, not the best, music. he's definitely the most successful no, uh, tribe right. called Questrian. Oh, did you like that? That was good, right? No, I but uh, it's about it. like the octaves of level. Marry Janet Jackson? It's about Q-tip? it's about their it's no. About their, that's their mouth that's Jermaine Dupri. Uh, you're born with the ability to sing, or you're not. That's just how it is. Yeah, yeah I you agree can, with you that. You can massage yourself all you like. But you can't cure tone deaf. Ain't no hearing aid for tone deaf. You know what I'm saying, motherfucker? Tone deaf is like, uh, Jesus. Tone Tone deaf deaf is is like like you uh, just sing out of tune and you don't really even think you're out of tune. It's like you have no concept. No, it's lack of rhythm. No, 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 no. It's 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 lack of of, uh, tone. It's lack of of, of deciphering, you know, Different notes, levels, yeah. and different octaves and things True. like that. It's just like everything's monotone, basically. They have no idea that they're. Yeah, there's no rhythm, baby. Ain't that's, no that's rhythm. Repeat. That's like uh, something once on repeat. Ain't no rhythm in monotone. That, <laughs> dude. Monotone. Uh, do you know yeah. what time it is? It is 1.40. It is 1.40, and that means it is time to play Notes from a Two Girls Sex right. Show DJ. What is it? What is that even? Oh, those are a lot of words. That is a lot of words. We haven't had a caller. We'll give it one minute. That's right. You have 60 seconds to call in live. 415-550-0511. If we have no callers in the next minute, we are going to play the game with our in-studio guest, Bay Area comedian Rolando Roblero. Are you up for the challenge? Um, yes. That is good to hear. I am. We're going to give about 45 more seconds. What are they doing? Why are they calling? What's the reason to call? Because they're going to play notes from a two-girl sex show DJ, our listener call-in game show, where you can win. What are they going to win this week, Sean? Two sex, two girls? Uh, What's they the, are going the sh- to win a $25 gift certificate to Taqueria Cancun. That's right. Everyone's favorite late night taqueria, Taqueria Cancun, located in the Mission, downtown, and all over San Francisco for your finest tacos, burritos, and more. Taqueria Cancun. The game is. Say it again, Jamie. Game is notes from a two-girl sex show DJ. And what we are going to do is read the notes that the DJ took at a two-girl sex show. So imagine yourself at a two-girl sex show. What is that? Which is like at a strip club. You know. Uh, Two girls are dancing around Two girls are going to dance at the same time and play and have fun. So two girls dance around And then then the audience, which is nice uh, etiquette, is to tip. Okay, and uh, so the game, which you are obviously playing because we have had no callers. Yeah. Uh, we are going to read the notes that the DJ took that day. Uh, and you are going to tell us what see? were the tips. Oh, shit. What were the tips? Um, okay. What were the tips? Yes, what were the tips? So okay. All right. we're going to read you the notes. And you are going to tell us how much 
did the ladies make in that particular two girls show? Are the notes in front of you? The notes are in front of me. Okay, so what's... All right, I'm ready. Are you ready? Yes. It was Tuesday afternoon. Four o'clock. In the audience... There was about two to seven people coming and going. Okay. They weren't the greatest tippers at first, but the show livened up and got real exciting. Uh-huh. All patrons threw at least twenty dollars. Is this a math question? It is somewhat of a math question. Yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> it's also well, okay. Is it a guy? Okay, an so estimate. They, all right. How much they would tip? Yes, you're gonna let us know how so much they tip. Can you just say like a, like a, a type of person, and then I'd be like, they'd probably tip this much, depending on if the ass, and then kind of critique the woman a little. Well, you don't even know these ladies, right. so you have to base it off of their stellar performance, which I am gonna tell you right now was a stellar performance. But Though there was two to seven people in the audience, that show That's rocked. Intense. In fact, they were kicking so much ass that. They went from a normal two-song set to a extra third song. They all go to three. They all go to three, he says. Oh, you mean the two for the uh, the pay for to get them <laughs> to dance around you? I am talking about the number of songs they dance to. Normally in the two-girls show, it may be a two-song set. But uh, this show was so spectacular, they added a third song. Okay. One, two, three. Number three, that's my favorite number. And now, you tell me, how much were the tips? How much were the fucking tips? Enough. To... She still works there. Her dignity <laughs> hasn't taken over. You come. How do you know? You must come within five dollars <laughs> either direction. Whatever, fifty bucks. Fifty dollars, he says. Fifty dollars. How much? I'm sorry, Rolando. That day was a stellar show. They actually made one hundred and sixty-two dollars. Good. Multiple women. Multiple women. Oh, a okay. two-girl sex show. That's right. Two women made that much between each other we thank you two women made that between each other in about a total of seven to nine minutes damn Good. near amazing Good. i tell you that, that stripper just, money he wanted a fucking they work together <laughs> women work together they do Strippers work work with together don't fuck their husbands i thank you for playing rolando notes from a two-girl sex show dj brought to you by taqueria cancun we're sorry you didn't win but was I supposed to get it exact? We hope no. You get within five dollars, but you know it, it is a tough, it is a tough, tough game. We don't expect Number. many winners. Last week we did have a big winner, Dalen Poland. That's right, Dalen Poland, big winner yeah. of our gift certificate. Yeah. What? Is that the game? That's that the was whole wonderful. Game? That's it. That's the whole That's game. It, it's over. It's over. Yeah, don't you hear the music? It's playing, bro. It's rolling credits. That means game's fucking over and you fucking lost. How does that feel? It is rolling credits. Tell us about. Tell us a little about about that. About your feelings right now. What are you feeling? What's going through your head? 
Let's cut this music down. I don't know. There's like, I want to talk. <laughs> I want to say some, things, you know? Let's give you but some ominous music. I got some I got some more music. Yeah, let's you, put a little, like, uh, you know, like, walk of shame music. Is like, he's, you know, he just lost. It's not, it's, it's not good. Feeling low. He thought he'd do better. Listen. Uh, let's hear your feelings. What is this? Oh, just wait. I'm uh, sorry. Geico commercial. The, yeah, just. Uh, Geico is good commercials. Nah, it's horrible. Nah. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. I dream of Jenny. There you go. Oh, now, Inception. Now tell us how you feel. <laughs> tell everybody how you feel. Go ahead. Remember, there are multiple levels to this dream. Is there tears in your eyes? What the fuck, man? <laughs> this is fucking hilarious. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, Jason Gordon Lovett is doing a good job. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, what's his fucking name? Uh, you mean like in life? Chris, uh, Christopher Nolan is uh, is directing well. He's doing something right, and uh, he's making the whole movie a, a piece. He's not, par he's not parsing it up. He's not piecing it up. Uh, the music matches the frames, and it's, it's that's good. Christopher Nolan's just good. He's serious. Pretty good review, you man. Know? It's yeah. good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Think about uh, But how do you feel about uh, your loss? A loss? On uh, notes from a two-girl sex show DJ. I feel I don't feel nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you sound like the DJ <laughs> after seeing all of those sex shows. You feel nothing after <laughs> a short while. It's a strip club yesterday. Yeah. How that? How that go over? How much? How much did you lose? Uh, <laughs> How much you lose? It's like going to a casino, I didn't right? I lose anything. I paid. Oh, you paid for something. That's uh, true. You do pay like for quality bucks? service. Sixty? Oh, that's that's nothing. Good. I used to I used to watch Not people. Uh, drinks. I used to watch people, uh, you know, look like they just lost everything at a casino in Vegas. Like they come in all happy and excited and shit, and then they walk out like, oh my god, what the hell just all happened? People buying Donald Trump's. Uh, uh, stability. Yeah. That was some good shit, man. Patrice O'Neill was a, uh, and he is. Uh, I met him many times in New York. His hangout was. Uh, I'm sure you should. You should check this place out too. It's uh, Stand Up New York. Is it Stand Up, stand -up New York? Is uh, that it? It's a club up on like 70. Uh, I think it's 78 or 79. Uh, um, about and, comics. Uh, is that in New York? Comics is no longer open, but yes, it is in New York. Oh, okay. Huh. All right. Yeah. Yeah, Patrice is Patrice is good, man. Yeah, Patrice was great. He was really funny. Uh, he was always up there hanging out. That was uh, one of the places yeah, he I know was Patrice. definitely at the most. I know good Patrice. Shit. I don't know him personally. <laughs> yeah. I know his comedy. I know his stand up. <laughs> yeah, all black people know each other. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's the that's the like all white people look the same or all Asians definitely look the same. Yeah. I'm not I'm I i do not know. I can't I can't be the uh right? They, you know, they're, all black people they're very rob similar, people, yes. and all Asians look the same. Put it out there. That's rough. 
That's rough. I'm a black man. I can say these things. Yeah. I love white oh, women. Speaking oh, uh, of black men, I don't really love white some, women, uh, but whatever. Oh, white, white. That's a black thing. White women. That's black a, men. To even say it like that. I'm a black man. I like girls that are white. No, not that's girls. That's Maybe how you're I supposed to see it. I haven't graduated that's to white to woman it. yet. I'm still in white girl. Are you territory. still doing girls? Ooh, I don't know. I I was it's messing about with a uh, a Googler. A Googler. Yeah. I wonder if she ever got that job. But was she she, uh, she was trying to be Google. She was Irish. She is Irish. Irish and French. No, she applied to Google, and she's just entrepreneuring her way through the tech industry in San Francisco. And uh, I went to a, a Google Glass event, like before it was, she bought it. She bought the Google Glass. Google and Glass. That was like a, you know, but she's, I wouldn't, I mean, she's a woman, sure. Like, she's talking about buying a cabin in Ireland. Whoa. Very you know? hot. So that's, and she's 20, early 20s, somewhere around that, 23, I think. And, but that's, you know, that's a, but is that a white woman? No. That's yes. Of course it is. That's a girly. No, but there's these so-called white women around here, around these parts, where we are right now. And would I call her woman? I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe. It's not up to me. It's up to her dad and me. It's to the, the, the father <laughs> and the child. The father and the, the male determines if you're a woman or, or a girl. That That's works. why. Yeah, because... Females are could be a woman in their some guy's eyes, and you know he, she's trying to make she's trying to prove to her father that she's a woman. You know, that's what we're doing with dads too. I haven't really analyzed that stuff though. Yeah. I'm well, closer. I'm. It's a. I have a. I will tell you one thing. All dads like. What I hop, I hop. They all like I hop. That's Miss. Benita Applebaum. Who's Miss Benita Applebaum? <laughs> Benita Applebaum? <laughs> What's happening right now? Who's Benita Applebaum? Is she? <laughs> it's not the name. <laughs> it's... Oh, okay. Question a authority.
tell you things some brothers don't. If only you could see through your elaborate eyes. I have the right tactics And if you need them, I got crazy prophylactics So far, I hope you like rap songs Bonita Applebum, you gotta put me on Bonita Applebum, you gotta put me on Bonita Applebum, I said you gotta put me on Bonita Applebum, you gotta put me on Bonita Applebum, I said you gotta put me on Bonita Applebum Notice Corporation, TAN, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization based in the state of California, USA, to promote, network, and educate the creative arts worldwide. They are actively working towards moving their business offices from Palo Alto, California to San Francisco, California, scheduled for 2011, but they need your support to make this happen. If you enjoy the creative arts, including dance, film, literature, music, theater, visual arts, and multimedia, in your life and community, then please visit their website at theartsnoticed.org and make a donation. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Oakland Art Murmur is a coalition of art and cultural venues dedicated to increasing popular awareness of and participation in the arts in Oakland, with an emphasis on visual art. They promote visual art in Oakland through collective marketing and outreach efforts and our monthly First Friday events, which are open to the public and attended by hundreds of local and visiting art enthusiasts. First Friday Art Walk has grown to include street performances, one-night-only art installations, activists raising money and awareness for local social service organizations, and political initiatives. For more information about the Oakland Art Murmur, go online at www.oaklandartmurmur.com. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. All right, we're going to keep some music rolling. It's the top of the hour. Soul Sausage on air. 2 a.m. on the West Coast. 5 a.m. on the East Coast. And I guess it's the time for a little fish. Enjoy this one.
Yeah. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Welcome to Cookie Monsters Podcast, baby. This Eric Island, the one and only, a.k.a. Deacon the Sneakin', a.k.a. the fool with all the tools. The flavor you savor, giving game to all my friends and neighbors. Man, welcome to the world premiere of Cookie Monsters. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We in the building broadcasting live from Mutiny Radio FM down in San Francisco, California. Man, I'm glad all of y'all are tapping in with me today. Man, we got a live show, man. We're going to be here for a quick minute just check, ke- catching in on the ones and twos. You know what I'm saying? And just kind of tapping in with the people. So, for those of you guys who don't know... The whole Cookie Monsters uh, concept comes from uh, basically giving love to our women. We're going to be talking about sex and relationships. Um, There's no way in any way to demean or degrade any women. It's really just to uh, uplift and motivate and give you guys all the power and respect that we know you are about. Now, in the building today, man, we got a special guest in the building, uh, Miss Pam Benjamin. She's running the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival down here in San Francisco, California. Uh, she's going to tap in with us for a little bit. Is there anything that's off limits that we can't talk about? No. And on Mutiny Radio, you can F-bomb and you can say anything you want. So. Oh, man. We're about to get into some real stuff then. Yeah. We're about to get into some real stuff. So uh, my whole premise uh, when we first started this podcast was really just to uh, shine light on women. So oh. before I get off into that, I want to uh, just give you a minute to kind of give my viewers uh, some background on yourself, how you got into the comedy game, and how this Mutiny uh, Radio Festival came to life. Well, first I have to tell you, I have a cookie tattoo. Hey! Yes! I did not know that. Okay. So, uh, clearly we're kindred spirits. I love cookies. Uh, and I like the euphemism. I like the metaphor for women's girly parts. I think that's really <laughs> nice. I have a tasty cookie. Hey! Uh, um, yeah, Mutiny Radio has been in existence since 2011. I took over as the director in 2013, and I did the first comedy festival in 2016. So this is the sixth year. And even in 2020, my festival used to be in March. So it was always like the first through the fifth or the first through the seventh of March. And so we had the 2020 festival right before COVID hit. Oh, wow. So there were a bunch of comics here, and we were doing everything, and it was super fun. And then COVID shut down, and it was like, ah, but I got to do my festival. So I didn't have to take a year off, which made me really happy and excited. So uh, sixth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. We've got 75 comics, six venues, 24 shows, all these master classes and podcasts. And it's just been great to get to know a bunch of different comics from all over the United States and for them to get to know each other because whenever we go wherever – you know, now we have connections. And so I think that's important in comedy and like providing those kind of first connections for people to right. start doing more traveling and most definitely. Yeah. Do more festivals, have somewhere to stay, a couch to crash on, et that cetera, part, et cetera. Man, that's it. That's important. That's important. Yeah. So how long have you been doing comedy yourself and what was your 10 plus years? I started my first set was July 17th, 2011. Okay. Yeah. So what, what made you migrate that way? I mean, <gasps> Well, I have an MFA in poetry, so I come from a poetry background, okay. and I love poetry. I just didn't have enough stage time. So I stopped. It really, it was really what it was, because I love performing so much. And I used to be a dancer, and I was an actor, all these things, right? And 
So I love stage time. And with poetry, and I love expressing myself, and I loved poetry because it was like, oh, my heart and stairs and stretch, and I'm memorizing my work. I'm so pretentious. I'm so smart. Yeah. And that's so clever and all that. But audiences don't necessarily want to listen to, like, poems about my third abortion. But my jokes about my third abortion are hilarious. <laughs> like, they're super hilarious. And I've only had two abortions. The third is just for comic effect. So, but, yeah, I've been doing it for over 10 years now, and... I love, I mean, I love stand-up comedy so much. Man, that is interesting. <laughs> and we are kind of like kindred spirits because I migrated into comedy um, through the theater as well. Oh, cool. And I got off into theater really late in life, just fell in love with it, got the bug, and just like I couldn't stay off of stage. But yeah. then it's so uh, heartbreaking when you go to these auditions and you're like, I oh, know I got this part. I killed it in the audition. And then you don't get picked. Right. And so a lot of times I would finish up shows and I'm like, what am I going to do with my life? And so comedy gave me an opportunity to get on stage and kind of keep that effect of being able to entertain and put smiles on people's faces. So uh, that's definitely one of the things that we do have in comedy. And theater's terrible because you get cast, but then you have to do all this work and rehearsal and memorizing and blocking costumes and sets and props. And blah, blah. I used to own a theater company too oh my God. years and years ago. And so you do all of this work and then you have like four shows a week for four <laughs> weeks and that's it. You become like best friends with these people that you bond with and you have this right. project together and then all of a sudden, poof, it's gone. It's gone. And then it's like, oh, wait a minute. Where did my friend group go? When is my next show happening? But as a producer of a theater, it was, it was awful. There's so many... Just the prop sets, costumes, all that. But that's why I love radio, and that's why I love stand-up, is you provide your own costume. Right. All it is is a microphone. The set is already there for you. Right. So it's – and you get to write your own script. So it was the same – It like it hits all my buttons where it's like I love being on stage. I just – all that work was right. just like – <laughs> and it's, it's, brutal, it's brutal on relationships oh, because yeah. people who are not from that world don't really understand the much time that you have to invest in, you know, getting up there and putting on a good show because yeah. none of us want to get up there and make an ass of ourselves. You know, you want to yeah. have your lines memorized. You want to be able to emote. Yeah. And people that don't come from that world, I've lost uh, so many lady friends because like, you don't have time for me. And I'm like, you don't get it. You know what I'm saying? It's like. There's a lot of time that goes into it besides just being up on that stage. So, yeah, most definitely. Uh, well, every relationship I've ever had has been completely destroyed by comedy, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Like, I don't, I, I realize that at this festival time, you know, I'm trying to sell tickets and do all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't have any friends. Right. That aren't comedians. And sometimes I don't even consider comedians my friends. I think that I think they're friends and then they're just acquaintances. And then my heart gets broken because I feel like we're supposed to be friends. And then I, you know, but we're not. We just all happen to be in the same place at the same time. So I've learned a lot of lessons, though, about people and how much to trust people and how much not to trust people. But that's the beauty of stand-up. It's just you. So the only person you have to trust is yourself. Right. I mean, it's like being a boxer in the ring. I mean, mm -hmm. but it is a brutal uh wide awakening fact when you find out your somebody you think is your friend is really just your acquaintance yeah. it's oh man it is heartbreaking i i've been in i've actually been dealing with that quite a bit lately because even though i'm kind of to myself and i can gravitate and do a lot of things on my own 
I like being part of a team. Sure. And so, you know, I'm kind of loyal to the soil type of person. So once I dig in, I'm like, you my people. Right. I expect the same energy in return. And mm-hmm. so when you don't get that, it can be a little bit disheartening. Yeah. So we go tap in, man. We go go ahead and get this thing going, man. We got some uh, interesting questions that I have put awesome. out to the uh, viewership. And I got some interesting responses. So um, we go tap in and just let you... Uh, answer these questions and I'm going to answer them with you and then we'll check in with the viewership and um, see what they had to say about it. Fantastic. Um, so the first question is what's the oldest age you could have a threesome and why? What's the oldest age? I wouldn't put it, I wouldn't put a cap on that. Why would anybody put a cap on a, on a threesome? I think that 80 year olds should be able to Fuck! There's nothing wrong with that. Like if I'm, if I'm, if 80 years old, I reach and in a group home of old people, I am. Fuck yeah! I'm gonna be the sexiest bitch on the motherfucking block. Like right? I'm gonna, like I'm gonna. Of course, I've threesomes. Why? 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 Why stop it at three? Why not five? Like old people orgies. Like what else are you gonna do when you're old? Drink and fuck. Like what else do you have? Drugs? I'm pretty sure I'm probably gonna be the old dude. At the nursing home that's really still trying to get it on. If I can get it up, I'm trying to get it on. Well, there's Viagra for that. You're fine. And you know what, guys? Like, you can... Uh, you you can use your hands. You can, there's all <laughs> kinds of things you can use if it doesn't, you know, if it's not performing, you know. I think the question really came up because what I have found is that there's an interesting question that happens when you get to a certain... I'm 40 plus. Mm, and too. so when you get to dating, you have these questions and things. I've watched a lot of reality TV. And so I see on reality TV a lot of these couples who are like, as they quote unquote, gay for the weekend. Uh, they bring other people into their relationships, and I always wonder how that worked in the real world, so to speak. And a lot of the ladies that I talk to is like, oh, I did that in college, or oh, you know, I'm past that. Um, you know, I'm not into it. And so mm. uh, that's where the question was coming from. Like, is there an age limit to having threesomes? Because a lot of the people I ran into always seem like either they had did it or they just. So I would say that it also depends if you're in a if you're in a relationship or not. Like if you're just a person and you're a free agent, yeah, threesomes all forever. But if I was like in a married, if I was like married or something lame like that, then I might be like, well, you know, I'm an adult and there's a cap on that or whatever. Or, but then I wouldn't. I'd be like, let's fucking take some MDMA and see what happens with you know fucking Cindy. <laughs> I believe that though. I mean. There are a lot of people that have that same sentiment. Um, I haven't ran into a lot, but I've seen and, and talked to uh, a lot of people who seem to feel like, hey, man, uh, the more the merrier. Uh, life is about the spice of life, and being able to do and have fun mm-hmm. and do all those things. So Heck yeah. I'm most definitely about it. Now, I had a uh, comment from one of our, our viewers and trying to pull it up. So that I could uh, share that with you guys. And they were, of course, it would be one of those situations where I have to go to another medium in order to see it. The sentiment from two of the viewers were like, there wasn't an age limit on the threesome, but they just weren't interested in it. Oh. And, and I think there's some trust issues and things of that nature that was going on. And so um, that never happened. Well, I, I mean, a couple, it was, I was a couple weeks ago, but I had like a, I, I guess it would be a foursome, but it was a gay guy. It was a gay guy, a bi guy, and a straight guy, and me. 
and we all were pretty wasted and we had a really fun night. <laughs> and I, I was, because it was funny because my gay buddy, he was trying to hit on the bi guy and then it all just sort of happened at once. And I was like, all right, this is happening. And it was really fun. I had a really good time. <laughs> well, one of my queer guests, uh, he, he wrote in and he said, um, the oldest it is for you to do a threesome is when you can't thrust or get fucked without throwing out a hip or breaking a bone. So <laughs> I, I think that's a good. There's good pillows. There's there's <laughs> there's straps. There's sex swings. There's all kinds of. Not that I've used any of these things. I'm I'm actually I'm quite vanilla. <laughs> so the next question is: uh, Is polyamorous the new trend? And would you be in a polyamorous relationship? You know, I would be into polyamory as long as I could be like the queen bee. Like if if I was. If everybody was trying to, like, I just, I, my feelings could potentially get hurt if I was, like, I feel like, I mean, I could have 12 boyfriends, gotcha. but I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily be super happy about them having other girlfriends, but so, that's just because I'm a total narcissist and, you know. So your JJ is the only JJ they should want. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. It, it's more like, and it isn't the sex either. Honestly, it's more of like the emotional connection. I'm like, I'm like an emotional connection junkie. I mean, okay. I was a fucking poet for God's sake. Like I love feelings and I love that feeling of like being wanted or being interesting or people like, you know, people being into me. I fucking love that shit. So to kind of get that from multiple, it would be a total, it would be a dream. To have that from multiple sources. I don't have that from any sources right now. So to have it from like lots of them would be like, whoa, you know, people trying to woo me or bring me gifts or just be really nice to me or, you know, try to, well, I, see, I don't know. When I first heard of polyamory and I was trying to really get into, you know, what it was all about, I thought it was just a slick way that white folks could have orgies and get away with it. <laughs> and once I kind of got off into like what the definition of it was and, uh, you know, people having consensual, you know, relationships and stuff. You know, there's a lot of trust and things that have to go on into it. I don't know if I can necessarily do it. And it's not even an ego thing. It's just most of the sisters I know, they ain't going for that shit. You know what I'm saying? It ain't happening. You know well, what I'm saying? You're right. It is a lot of trust stuff. And there's also a lot of like, are you using condoms with the other partners? Are you getting tested regularly? Et cetera, et cetera. I mean... I've I've never well I have a joke where I say oh I when I was married I got my first STD, sexually transmitted debt. But I <laughs> I actually I've never I I mean I've never had an STD at all and I'm 47 right years old. Right on. So I've you know I've kept it clean up to, I guess up to this point. I mean that's one of the so this will get a little deep. I I'm very my ex husband um I was married for a while and my ex husband was African American. And he never went down on me at all. And it just wasn't something that he did. And what? it just wasn't something that... Is it Jamaican? Went... No, no. He's from, uh, he's from LA-ish area. Tragedy. But anyways, so he never did that. So it was just never part of our thing. And it just still isn't. But that's great because herpes simplex one and two are the same herpes. It's just location, location, <laughs> location. So if somebody actually had a cold sore and I didn't recognize it and they went down on me, they could absolutely give me give my, my pristine, gorgeous vagina... Herpes. Trash. And so it's tragic, but I've lived 47 years without it. So I feel like, girl, you know, like I fucking, yeah, I got it. My, it's, it's all nice and clean. I don't want to give it any chlamydia or gonorrhea. Chlamydia is not a flower. Right, right. If it ain't <laughs> broke, let's not fix it. That part. 
is anal taboo? I mean, do you enjoy anal play or penetration? I don't ever want anything as large as a man's penis in my butt. But yeah. I don't mind a little finger now and then. And that's fine. But I no, I think that a lot of times like straight up anal with women is more of like a power thing. And so it isn't because there's not a lot like it's very pleasurable to like, you know, a little pinky is fine. You know, like mm -hmm. that's fine. But oh, my God, dicks are so big for that tiny little hole. <laughs> like. So I'm just not it's and, and there's also like I understand with men like, like anal sex, go, 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 have fun. You have a prostate. There's a thing that can happen. It can be totally pleasurable and wonderful experience for you. But for me, I have a really nice like moist hole in the front that's easy easy entry and um so i don't understand why we'd want to go the other direction if it's about my pleasure right, right right okay so one of our viewers they wrote in and um <laughs> they spoke about the polyamorous trend and they said for a lot of people it is a trend but for many others it's really the best way for them to be in a relationship and get their needs met i personally cannot do it it would be too much to manage all those different relationships However, I would be open to an open relationship where we can sleep with other people, just no strings attached. See, now that's the difference. I don't like to sleep with people unless there's strings attached. Mm. Like, I just don't see the point anymore. I don't see the point of just sleeping around. Like, if it's fun, like the other night, well, the other night when I had my crazy little orgy with the boys, that was super fun. And, but that was like, that was just like, I'm playing, I'm having fun. It, that was different. Right. But, and that's unusual for me. That was like a weird, weird night. I was, I was overreacting to some other issues. So I, when, I, when, when things upset me in one realm of my life, I often act out in other ways. So I just was acting out that night, and I get that. But like, I like to actually have sex with people that like me because they, then they want to please me, and then I have connection with them. And I, and I like to, I don't, I mean, I'd want to do it again if it's good. I don't want to like, and then if you've done it with somebody a couple of times, like you're obviously building a relationship of some kind and there's already going to be strings attached. Right. So, I mean, like a one night stand or a super fun time, like I get that. But then, you know, I don't know. Then it's just, I, I, I don't know. I, I like, like attuning to my needs. A lot of that is like emotional shit. Like I've got a lot, like I require a lot of attention. So. That's nothing. That's not unusual. A lot of women require <laughs> a lot of attention. Uh, a lot of us brothers, a lot of us men have recognized that women need um, a lot of attention. And there's nothing wrong with that. God made you guys that way or the creator, whoever you subscribe to, uh, made it that way. And so um, I can see that, you know, uh, those are my needs. Like if you're saying in those polyamorous relationships that it's a way to get your needs met. Well, maybe it's impossible for one man to fulfill all my needs and I might require multiple partners to for like intellectual stimulation for right. creative stimulation for sexual stimulation for you know yeah I mean all that kind some of some people just like to fuck and you know that's yeah. just their thing and you know any way they can get it that's what's going on so um there's layers to it but yeah. we thought we'd throw the question out there and well, see what type okay. of responses we got um I always I got to chime in with my guy because he is funny as hell uh ain't no taboo he said motherfucker i am a black gay bottom if you are not trying to put your dick in my ass we are not having sex period <laughs> <laughs> so i guess that answers that question um well but that's the thing is that there's also so much communication in that statement but that when you're gay you say you're a bottom and everyone and then you there's communication is there you know what's going on right you're a catch you're top you're a bottom and and 
but they don't, we don't, I don't think that like cisgendered straight people have those kinds of conversations. Like, nah, I, I can't say that it's not a, a normal conversation that happened. Now I have, uh, entertained, uh, ladies through anal who really just asked me to do it and they just love it. Well, there you go. Um, I've never personally uh, liked anal play. Uh, I've had some women try some things before, and uh, it didn't do anything good for me. Now, you know, when there is communication as far as you're trying to establish a relationship and conversation is going on, um, you know, I'm open to trying some things. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But when it tried for me, it didn't do nothing for me. Gotcha. You know? So sure. I was like, eh, that's not my cup of tea. Sure. But um, I have had women who prefer. Interesting. You know, that uh, anal goes down more so than uh, their vagina. Huh. You know, so it's a strange world. We meet different people. Uh, well, yeah, I'm not going to yuck anybody's yum. <laughs> I mean, I, I, whatever people want to do, I don't care what they're, you know, do you want to do a handstand? Whatever. Do some gymnastics. Like That part. <laughs> whatever you want. Whatever you want. Do whatever you want in your... It, Whatever turns you on, baby doll. Like, it's fine. It's... Do you still believe in the sanctity of marriage? Or you think that's a thing still for people? Um, so, I believe in my own I have per personal integrity in that I never, I never cheated on my, on my ex-husband. I, I did not do that. Even when I'm not going down on you, you just never No, I never a... cheated on him. Wow. And, but I had a relationship for, for six years, almost seven years, ended right before COVID and I broke up with him specifically because I did not want to cheat on him. And I told him that too. I said, Hey, I'm having feelings for another person and I need to not do this anymore because I don't think it's fair to you for me to, I'm not, and I'm not going to do something where I, and, and nothing ever even came of that. Nothing even happened, but I'm really glad that I kept my personal integrity rather than, cause I could have cheated. I could add a one night stand with this kid, right? but I, I didn't cause I didn't want to cheat because that's my integrity. Do you think you're rare in that in that yeah, sense? Absolutely. Because yeah, people aren't people aren't honest. I try to be really, really honest, and um, and I don't think other people are. I think people just say whatever to get whatever they. That it, and I, it's fine. And I don't put. I'm not trying to hold anyone else to a higher standard. I just have a very high standard of myself of of honesty and um, of if I say I'm going to do something, I do it, and right. I don't back down from that. So when I was married, I was a good I was a good wife. I can believe that. You know, for me, I always said, I mean, I'm an Aries. I'm straight to the point. Um, I don't mind telling you like it is, but I do have a hard time hurting people's feelings. Sure. And so I think that's been one of the issues with a lot of people that I talk to when we have this conversation is not wanting to hurt the other person's feelings that they're just not meeting your needs, you know, and it's best they might be out. good people. They might be great people. Uh, but when it comes to the intimacy part of the relationship or just getting those needs met, sure. they're not striking that match for you. Right. And then you just got to be honest and move on or, or change the nature of the relationship. You know, that's, that's, that happens too. Makes sense to me. Makes I'm, sense to me. I'm finally friends with, I'm friends with all my ex-boyfriends now. Um, I'm cordial with my ex-husband. We just don't have any reason to talk anymore, but. Um, if you did, I'd, we'd be, we'd be fine in the same room together, but I have, I have ex-boyfriends that I'm like legitimately consider like really, really incredibly good friends of mine. Okay. So we just don't have sex anymore. That, I, mean, I still love hanging out with them. 
that's actually a great segue. Uh, one of my other questions was, would you ever date an ex and, and, and why? And so absolutely, that's good, good information. Some people um, wrote in that, you know, they wouldn't uh, date an ex just depending on how the relationship ended mm. and, you know, what the status was. Um, if they had actually done the work on themselves and, you know, things were different because they realized people grow and change sure. and whatnot. Um, I've, I was married before and divorced. Uh, me and my ex, we had a, a rough breakup, and for a while we were not even speaking to each oh. other. Um, but things, you know, after time has gotten better, and I consider them one of my best friends, you know oh, what I'm saying, great. to this day. Uh, we can actually talk about a lot of things where once before we couldn't. And ironically, we have even better conversations now than we did when we were together. So yeah. um, I think it is possible to date an ex. I think that is something that's, I guess there's a saying saying sometimes it's better to deal with the devil you know than the Sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think that's possible. Um okay. I think this is one for the for the ladies. Um and you may have already answered this already. Uh would you have a man for pleasure and then a different man for security? Um, I don't need any man for security ever. I can totally, I'm a feminist. I can do it on my own. I don't need any help from any man. I didn't even take any alimony or palimony from my ex husband. I took no money from him. I gave him the house. I didn't take any. I took nothing that wasn't mine that I didn't earn from before. Um, I don't. I don't need I, to say to ask a man for security. What to to be my bouncer? Uh, what do you mean? Like to to pay for me? I've never had. I've never even dated because I feel uncomfortable with men paying for me in any way. I don't need any help from any man ever. In fact, I'll buy them drinks. I'll take them out. I don't. I I believe in like pure equality and. That's what puts women behind is when we say that we need men for, for anything, really, but specifically for security. What, for, like, financial security? Please. Like, I know women make 80 cents on the dollar, but I'm not – I don't – I would never need a man for security. I hear you. We need more of y'all up in Portland. <laughs> you got some friends. Y'all need – I'll get you an airplane ticket or something. You buying drinks and doing all that. No, I'm just saying I don't – I would never – I, it would make me feel uncomfortable for a man to pay for me because then I would feel, or to take care of me, because then I would feel indebted to them. Right. I would feel like I have to, I would feel a prostitution sort of thing where I have to service them, I have to do certain things right. for them because they are providing for me in a way that I can't for myself. So I, I believe in like 100% autonomy as a person. No. Otherwise it's codependency. And I already did that with my ex-husband. Right. Like, no, I don't want to be codependent on anybody ever again for anything, even emotionally. I can totally respect that. Um, I think the pandemic really kind of switched some things around for people. I've seen uh, relationships now or people that are coexisting uh, together because of those things, um, because that security blanket was taken away, jobs were taken away, uh, homes were taken away. And so I've seen people actually just, quite frankly, using each other. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so oh, yeah. that dynamic now exists a little bit more prevalent than maybe it was before. Uh, when a lot of people's securities uh, were taken away. So that was where that question was was pulled from. But I totally can respect where you're coming from. You're an independent woman yeah. who can get things done on her own yeah. and really respects the idea of, hey, I bring something to the table. I don't need you to, you know, front my whole existence Never. type of thing. That's, I can't. That, that, that's even, that that's even a social, an idea that exists in society makes me very, very sad or that it's anything that we promote. Right. Uh, we we have like, this is 
Yeah, we we get we get close yeah. to the cool, end cool, of time, cool. man. Yeah. We just said world premiere Cookie Monsters, man. This is just going by so good. I didn't mean to to get kind of triggered by that, but that's like one of my like whole feminist. Itch. I think that I think that women are bad feminists when they want it both ways. When right. they want men to take care of them, but then they also want autonomy. You either gotcha. you get one or the other. Yeah, I mean, even the whole dating thing as far as, you know, who pays and, mm -hmm. you know, I'm old-fashioned to the sense that I was raised to, you know, treat women and, you know, pay for the meals. And then I was thinking, like, a lot of times women are just dating men because they know they're going to pay. It's a free meal. They're not really interested in, in the guy. And then, you know, it's like you work hard for your money, you know, yeah. and it's like, hey, let's do this Dutch thing. You know, if you feel something later on, then we can get to it. <laughs> So I want to get to one last question before we have to wrap it up for this time. Uh, the guys, the show will be going on a little change. You're going to be bringing in some co-hosts uh, when we get back to Portland. Uh, shout out to uh, Lorraine, uh, Miss Lolo, and uh, my boy Ike Chambers, uh, Mr. Ikey. Um, they're going to be co-hosting with me, so we're going to be going through some uh, some uh, changes on the show and uh, making sure we keep it live and fresh. Uh, I think the last question is just one of those cheesy questions that we always ask. Um, if there was a celebrity you could freak, who would it be? Keanu Reeves. Keanu. Tell and, and me why. I don't even have to tell you why. I'm just curious. Okay, okay so for, for the first reason, his girlfriend or wife, I don't think they're married yet, she's a regular lady. She has, like, regular hair that she hasn't dyed. She's, like, she's Keanu Age's age, Keanu Reeves' age, which I think is, he's like a real guy. Also, he's in a band, which is super cool. And like, oh my God, he's so hot, fucking hot. He's half Japanese. Did you know that? He's half Keanu Reeves, he's in, the, he's in the Matrix, for God's sake. He's the hottest guy. He's like tall and like lanky and he like hits things. He's great. And he knows, I know Kung Fu. I mean, I'm not hating on your ass. I know Keanu is one of those guys that a lot of women love. I mean, he has that look. He has that Or Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, too. Okay. And Brad Pitt now. Like, Brad Pitt, 50-year-old Brad Pitt. He's fucking hot as fuck. Yeah, Brad can still get it from that, a lot of women um, today. That I, Once I Upon a it. Time in Hollywood movie, the entire movie was so that I could <laughs> see him without his shirt on on that fucking roof. It was gorgeous. I was like, the entire movie was built so you could see Brad Pitt without his clothes on. Pam, that was you it? are fucking awesome. You know Keanu. what I'm saying? And with a name like Keanu, I mean, shit, yeah. you're going to get late. It's just the way it goes. Listen, guys, man, my name is Eric Island, man. You guys just tapped into the first world premiere of Cookie Monsters, man. We're going to be getting this recorded and sent out to you guys all over the world. So you guys tap back in with us next time, man. And to the meantime, be safe, lick some coochie, but make sure it's clean, baby. We out. <laughs> and you kept sneaking? <laughs>
flap like plastic. Mutiny Radio. FM.
Jello Sheriff of the House. Well, they were getting ready to take mine away from me, and that's what I'm telling you right now. I don't want you touching my body because you are not really my brother anyway. You know, I'm older than you, and actually, you were not born here. You were brought here by the police. Jello, and I had already eaten one, and then Dad took the jello away from me and told me to get up from the table, and I couldn't be sitting at the table anymore. Well, you did. You already had five jellos early in the daytime. You were sneaking jellos, and Mom didn't know nothing about it, and you kept sneaking. Well, who told you that you were the one going around the big jello sheriff of the house? I don't want you touching my body because you're not really my brother anyway. You know, I'm older than you, and actually, you were not born here. You were brought here by the police. I wasn't brought here by the police. Yes, you were. The police brought you right in here and said, take care of this boy until he starts lying. And I'm going to tell the police that you have lied and you are going back to jail. I, you know, police brought nobody, baby. I'm, I'm, that's my mother and father there. No, they the police are your mother and father.
suffocated by mirrors, stained by dreams.
Jesus.
There are Jews in the world, there are Buddhists, there are Hindus and Mormons, and then there are those that follow Mohammed's books. I've never been one of them. I'm a Roman Catholic and have been since before I was born. The one thing they say about Catholics is They'll take you as soon as you're warm You don't have to be a six-footer You don't have to have a great brain You don't have to have any clothes on You're a Catholic the moment that came Because every sperm is safe Ground. God shall make them. 
dreaming I was Al Capone. Room and going round, gonna clear right down. Smelling like a drop is born. Pick up my lock, gonna break down my door. Give me away my smoke. Gun. He can make different teams, I forget it. Gotta forget it, but he got the 